Hail and well met. Welcome back to another episode of Self-Evident. Today is going to be a slightly fun one, slightly serious one. We're going to touch on the recent poll that we had on our Instagram regarding this or that when it comes to the holidays. And then we're going to dive into the topic of overindulgence and we're going to specifically look at alcohol. I know that's very controversial in the church today and a lot of people have an opinion on what is the right use of it. And so we just want to give our opinion and point you to scripture and what Christ says. Especially as the holidays are drawing near and, well, excuses are very, very easily made for being like, oh, it's just one more glass. It's just one more plate. It's not that big of a deal. But before we continue, this is Alyssa. And this is Jenna. And we're finally back in studio together. And it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So we recently had an Instagram poll about which one is better and so what is this about so i thought it would be really fun i can't remember when i did this i think it was a couple weeks ago november 2nd is when i when i did this poll i just wanted to have a fun which one are you or a this or that kind of poll on our instagram for those of you who don't follow us on instagram our handle is at self-evident podcast please go follow us we post every day content to make you think to Uh, get your brain working about different issues of the day. And also how we can improve ourselves as a podcast. Exactly. We would love your feedback on if there are any topics you wish we would touch on. And anyway, so as a fun thing on November 2nd, I'm like, you know what? I'm the kind of person that believes Christmas starts after Halloween. And I don't mean to get rid of the importance of Thanksgiving because this is Thanksgiving week. Yes, It is currently... November 21st. 21st. So yes. we are in Thanksgiving week. So this week we have a break for Thanksgiving. Right. It's but a lunch we go break. Back to Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> so I did a poll to see what you guys thought of which one are you? Christmas after Halloween or Christmas after Thanksgiving? And Christmas after Halloween lost <laughs> significantly. Oh my goodness. 63% said Christmas is after Thanksgiving. Only 37% said Christmas is after Halloween. So we can really see that a lot of you just don't like celebrating Jesus that much. This is incredible, (laughs) guys. Wow. I know. It is. I was actually stunned. I thought more people would be, no, Halloween. We need Christmas right after that to combat the... Yes, it's such a great cleanse. Exactly. And my goodness, people, you guys celebrate Halloween? I'm sorry. It is Reformation Day. Thank you very much. Exactly. Um, The next one I did was hot chocolate or coffee. And then I did make a little caveat for people who say absolutely not to both. I want tea. And coffee won um, at 42%. Hot cocoa was 37% and tea was 21%. Honestly, that did not surprise me that coffee won. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, fair. A lot of people don't really have taste, but that's fine. (laughs) Personally, I am a cocoa girl. Jenna is offended. (laughs) I drink that like water. It is my favorite thing in the world. And I should probably, I probably have mentioned this before, but for me, there is a huge difference between hot cocoa and hot chocolate. I was actually having this whole debate with a friend last Sunday evening. It is, um, hot chocolate is when you have, you know, the milk all warmed up and you actually like pour melted chocolate in it. And then you get like the candy canes and marshmallows and that's hot chocolate. Okay. Hot cocoa is something completely different. It is more like well, for me personally, it is kind of like a dash of cream, more boiled water, and then just Dutch processed cocoa, just cocoa powder. I love it. Yes. 
of course I had sweetener like stevia or something like that obviously and vanilla and during the holiday season I use cinnamon but that is cocoa to me so it's basically like coffee except for without the caffeine and the bad aftertaste (laughs) okay we'll go with that okay the last poll I did was pumpkin pie versus Christmas cookies. I was so happy to see that Christmas cookies won. I I don't like pumpkin pie. Nope. It's a texture thing. Mm -hmm. It's just like baby food glop. Yes. Now the taste is fine, which is interesting because I can have, you know, some of those mini pumpkin bars or mini pumpkin pies and I'm fine. But if it's a whole piece of pumpkin pie, my taste buds say absolutely not. Oh, that's very interesting. Yes. So pumpkin pie lost by 37% and Christmas cookies was at 63%. And from a baking standpoint, can I just say making Christmas cookies is so much more fun than making uh, pumpkin pie. Exactly. It's much more therapeutic. Yes. Because you're just dumping puree pumpkin into a pot and then you're just cooking <laughs> pumpkin it. and it's so disgusting yeah i i don't enjoy it i'm hope well i'm making mini pumpkin pies for thanksgiving okay for um thursday mm-hmm. and but it's mini so i'm hoping to enjoy the process and i'm not gonna feel weird as i'm like pouring the gloop in the little <laughs> tins but we'll see we'll see how i survive I have, I have to have the windows open and like the screen door open when i'm making anything pumpkin like pumpkin bread pumpkin pie i just cannot stand the smell of hot pumpkin really it's, it's, oh, it's disgusting so you're not me. a pumpkin spice person either no really i did uh-uh. not know this about you no i'm taking note okay I'll do cinnamon. No pumpkin. (laughs) No pumpkin. Okay. Very interesting. But you know what? I can't blame you for that. That's very, that's very understandable. You're putting squash in your coffee. Have you ever considered this? I actually haven't until you said it like that. Now I feel weird. Yes. You're literally taking the taste of a squash and putting it into your bean juice. (laughs) I am never going to look at pumpkin spice the same way. Thank you, Jenna. Sorry. (laughs) So those were just fun polls. As the holidays are coming up, Thanksgiving, Christmas, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Facts. When we have all these family get-togethers and all the fun activities and the conversation and the food, it is a wonderful time. However, this is the season where we run into overindulgence. I'm not talking just about alcohol. I'm talking about food. Yes. This is the season for overindulgence. And scripture has a lot to say about overindulgence, but we're not going to do a theology of alcohol or a theology of gluttony. We're just going to give you some basic principles to guide you through the holidays. Mm -hmm. Because especially as we're all gathering with friends and family, you know, you're flying in from uh, different parts of the world, wonderful fellowship and it's wonderful food. And so it's just very, very easy to just make an excuse and just keep sliding down um, a little slippery slope. All of a sudden you are, you know, sick to your stomach or you're just, you have a problem now all of a sudden that just developed mm-hmm. over the holidays. Yeah. Um, and that's not fun. And you don't want that for your life. So today, like I said before, we're not giving you a theological statement on alcohol or food or anything like that. But we do want to give you some basic principles to just guide you through the holidays to keep your head in some of these really fun festivities, and it's sometimes easy to go overboard. So the first thing, both alcohol and food are gifts from God, and they're permissible gifts. We see this in John 2, 1 through 11, when Jesus turns water into wine for a marriage ceremony at Cana. This was actually his first miracle, is turning water into wine. 
We see in 1 Timothy 5.23 that Paul actually told Timothy to drink it as a medicinal thing. Um, 1 Timothy 3.8 implies that church leaders are not to be enslaved to alcohol, which means there is a permissible, moderate use of it. Psalm 104.15 says it is a gift from God. And you can find this in scripture when it relates to food, yep. that it's a gift from God. It's meant to nourish our bodies. And it's also in, uh, encouraged for us to always take it in moderation. For example, I think it's Proverbs 25. There are multiple verses throughout that chapter where it says, well, you found honey. That's a good thing. But don't eat so much that you are going to just puke it all up later. <laughs> right. So it's not just alcohol that there are permissible yet boundary use for it. It's also related to food. However, there are some dangers in drinking alcohol, and I think everyone knows this. We have the commands in Scripture that drunkenness is a sin. Um, we see this in Ephesians 5.18. We see this in Romans 14.21 that sometimes drinking wine in front of a new believer who maybe struggled with alcohol in his past can cause him to stumble. And in that way, it would be a sin for you to drink alcohol in front of him. Hosea 4.11, beware of wine and new wine, which take away the understanding. So that's another call to soberness. And we see this all throughout scripture. So those are the basic principles of alcohol and food that we just wanted to give to our listeners as you approach the holidays, that food and alcohol, now I'm not saying that you have to be pro-alcohol. Personally, I'm not, I'm more of a teetotaler. But I don't look at it and say those who drink it are sinning. Because they're not. The Bible because explicitly not. says they are not. Exactly. Same thing as someone who needs to have moderate consumption of food. You need to have moderate consumption of alcohol if that's something you have in your life. So there, those are just some basic principles to guide you through the holidays that yes, these things are gifts. Yeah, especially since the majority of us... I'm pretty sure the majority of our listeners are not of age to drink yet right. in America. <laughs> if you're in high school, please don't. Yeah, just it, it, it steer clear. It's illegal, guys. Um, but there are some of us that, like, for example, Kenna just turned 21 this year. So throughout the holiday season, I don't know about her family, but I know my family, some, some of my cousins, some of my relations, um, when you turn 21, they are going to kind of pressure you more into trying out different alcohols. Mm -hmm. And so you just got to be very, very vigilant and very aware of what glory does this bring to God. And it's not bad to try alcohol. Like, for example, Kenna was able to go out with her parents and like sample some different types of things with them, with mm -hmm. her parents. But you always just got to be aware of, okay, there is a line and it should not be crossed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Personally, I steer a little bit clear of it just because of the health issues yeah. that even in low quantities of alcohol, your liver and your kidneys really struggle to process it. It's not a substance that the body is used to trying to break down. So just from a health standpoint, I kind of steer clear of it and it can cause inflammation and breakouts and hormone fluxes in some people. So I'm more prone to those things, which is why I would tend to say no I'm to it. Away. Yeah, but that's more of a medicinal health perspective, not so much a biblical Conscien yeah, or a conscience issue. Or a con conscience issue, exactly. Well, I hope our listeners enjoyed this podcast. We didn't, again, we didn't want it to be a theology statement, but we did want it to be just some guiding principles, knowing that food and drink are a gift from God. We are to enjoy time and fellowship and praising him, 
but to keep things in moderation because you actually have more fun that way with your family when you're when you're in the right frame of mind and you're not too full and you're not too loopy you can enjoy conversation and fellowship much better and just to close this podcast i just wanted to read a snippet from an ask pastor john on desiringgod.org asking if it is a sin to drink alcohol And he notes something very interesting in his response, and I just want to read it, and then we'll close out. He says, quote, The first answer that I would give to the question, is it a sin to drink alcohol, is the same answer I give to the question, is it a sin to drink water? Bet you never thought of that. Nope, not until I read this. And the answer is that it could be. Drinking water when you should be giving a glass to someone else in need, that is a sin. Drinking water when you should be paying more reverence to the preaching of God's word, that is a sin. Drinking water when someone just warns you that it is contaminated and might kill you, that is a sin. So water can be a sin to drink it. Presumably then, alcohol could be a sin, but it may not be. Jesus made wine for the marriage at Cana, and I presume he made it because he expected people to drink it. And the quote goes on. So I just found that to be a very overarching view of what it means to live the Christian life Mm -hmm. in moderation when it comes to these permissible gifts like water and drink and food and fellowship, that good things can become bad when they're twisted. Yes, and God did give us a conscience, so I do believe that we should be able to employ it in certain situations like these because sometimes it is absolutely permissible to, you know, have a glass of wine. Sometimes it is not. So just use your conscience that God gave you and make sure it's informed by scripture. Absolutely. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Self-Evident. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas time, that you enjoy the gifts that God has allowed us to enjoy and you do them in a moderate, respectful manner. With all that being said, let us firmly rely on the protection of divine providence. And as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10.31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Thank you for listening. This is Self-Evident.